Welcome to Reframe Your Life. I'm Joanne Gibson. And I'm Sandy Reynolds. Together, we bring you our podcast for women who want to live and lead their lives thoughtfully and with intention. On our episodes, we explore diverse topics relevant to all areas of our lives. Hi, Life Reframers, and welcome to our 50th episode. It's great to be together recording this episode live from just outside of Collingwood, Cremor, Ontario, on a beautiful evening. It is gorgeous, and we're sitting here, just picture it, it's a beautiful property that we're on, a friend's property, and uh, we're sitting out on the porch, and we've got some wine, so let's just do a cheers, ching, ching, yes. (laughs) Happy 50th episode, Sandy. Happy 50th. (laughs) It has been a wonderful journey, and some of you have been with us for that entire time, and some of you have joined us partway through. We're just so happy. I'm actually so happy to be recording with you, because we're normally doing it over Skype, and we decided... A number of months ago that we wanted to do a writing retreat and we're doing a planning retreat while we're here and it just coincided with recording our 50th episode so it's, here we are it's fantastic i was talking to someone this week who's just starting a podcast and he was saying to me you've done 50 episodes you guys are amazing and i was like i know we've really worked <laughs> hard at this and when we started, we had no idea really what we were doing, just kind of the vision to do it. And here we are like a year and a bit later, and we've got 50 episodes and just really thankful for the people who are listening to us each week and to see that growing when we look at our analytics and see that our numbers are growing every month. And it's really been great. Mm. Yeah, it's nice when you just bump into people or they reach out and say oh I just listened to this episode and it's it's kind of nice because that's from way back when that's what we want to do we wanted to help people and we I don't have, know I have to tell you the funniest thing that happened to me I was in Ikea last week and this woman came up to me and she was like staring at me and then she said are you Sandy Reynolds and I was like I looked at her and I was like yeah, I am. And what's running through my head is, oh my gosh, it's someone who listens to our podcast. And I was so excited. It turned out she knew my husband. (laughs) That is hilarious. (laughs) It was. But for a moment there, I thought, oh, this will be the first time that someone (laughs) has recognized me from our podcast. And I was really excited. So if you do listen to us and you do see one of us please make our day and yes say hello oh absolutely no it's really nice and we mainly hear sometimes we hear from strangers a lot of times we hear from friends which is awesome and we don't know half the time who's listening we kind of do these recordings and put them out and, and hope that um hope they're helping people out there or getting people to think and and look at reframing so We are here. So this week's episode is all about traveling. And it's been one of those years where Sandy and I have gone to similar places. We've been so aligned without even having conversations about it um, in our travel places. I think I was talking about Havana, Cuba, and you were like, yeah, we're looking for somewhere. And that was on your list too. And we both end up going in March to to Cuba. Cuba. Yeah. Overlapping. <laughs> yeah. Even. So you were there first and then we, we um, flew into Cuba and uh, you left a couple of days later. We didn't connect when we were there, but it was amazing that we were there. And then shortly after that, we discovered that we were both planning to go to the UK. Yeah. 
in June, July. So we overlap there as well. So it's been kind of crazy. Oh, so totally. you are freshly back from your vacation. How was it? Oh, it was a wonderful vacation. So as many of you know, I used to live there with my husband. So part of it was going back and just revisiting um, old friends and places that we went to the first B&B &B bed and breakfast in the country that we stayed in, in like the beautiful countryside. And it was just kind of nice to go back and revisit some of those places and go back and connect with friends that you don't talk to all the time. But you know you just have that instant connection too. So yeah. that was fun. How about you? You went for a family too. Yeah, so my mom's from Ireland, Northern Ireland. And um, so we, my sister and I went and we spent some time in Northern Ireland. And then we flew over to Bristol, England and went to a wedding, which was really a lot of fun. So it was in a castle and just outside of Bristol and we were there for two nights and we just had a great time and it was a really fun experience to be in that kind of an environment and the whole trip. And then we ended up with um, five days in the Netherlands. Yeah. So it was a great vacation. It's really good. Yeah, it's fun. And I was traveling with my husband, uh, but staying with other people and you were traveling with your sister um and there's always um you know different things to consider when traveling with other people absolutely right? um did you have the expectations conversation Sandy? we did so my sister and i we talked before we went because you know i'm sure I'm not alone. I think you have, and probably everybody who's ever traveled with anyone has had those moments where you just realize that when you're traveling with someone, there's differences and things that come up. And so my sister and I talked a lot before we went about what our expectations were, what kinds of things we had um, challenges with when we travel with other people. Mm. And so that was really good because... Um, it can really it can really ruin a vacation actually when you travel with someone and you haven't had a conversation like that and they're very different than you are and you kind of keep bumping up against those differences so yeah. you know you're traveling with Ashley so obviously you live with him so yeah you probably have already resolved some of those differences in your personality yeah yeah but I did have to check in with you know what do you want to get from this because I think he wanted to do a few different things to me and then some of it was staying with friends and us talking about okay what are we expecting to get from this because some friends we hadn't reconnected with for a long time so we need to be open to learning how they've maybe changed and and adapted or not mm -hmm. and also some of them took time off too so it's a bit of their holiday too right so we've got a kind of come to some kind of agreement on what we're going to do that day and stuff like that and um and then uh we have a wonderful friend in london who's uh very busy life with kids and stuff and so yeah a bit around i mean say like, what are the expectations but it was more it's, it was more around when can we see each other and then the rest of the time we just fend for ourselves and do whatever we need to because you know that she knows life is so busy and we, we're here we were with our meeting ashley's parents so I think that was the first biggest conversation I had right. with Ashley. <laughs> the in-law conversation. Yeah. Like, okay, so we're going to meet your parents in London. How long do you want to spend with them? Uh, over our 10 days, we have 10 days in England. How long do you want to spend with them? That was our first kind of conversation. So then I knew how we could fit all our friends and stuff around that because I didn't want to feel, I mean, I'm more of the social organiser. 
I know, I mean, you must know going back to places you've lived when you go back, like everyone wants to see you, right? right? You've only got a certain amount of time. So, um, so that was one of the very first conversations, you know, what is the expectation in London? What do you want to do? What do you want to see? Yeah. So we still had to have those conversations for sure. So very important to have those expectations conversations with whether you're traveling with your spouse or traveling with someone else, a friend or a family member, because we do live differently and we do have different um, interests that we want to see. And personalities, right? Yeah. The way we like to organize our lives and structure our days. So, yeah, I think it's really good wisdom to do that right off the top. Like yeah. before you start to have conflict or experience some kind of friction in your relationship, it's it's better to just do it initially so my sister and I talked a lot about what what are you expecting and what do you want out of vacation what's really important to you what what will you be really disappointed with and then we also talked if we don't do it kind of thing but we also you know I think our big question we had is what will make this a successful vacation yeah and so let's aim for that like let's make sure those things are covered yeah and do you find that the answer to that question is changing depending on how old you are, your life stage, how busy you've been leading up to the vacation, mm-hmm. and of course the place that you're going to, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you have to ask that every time you're going somewhere and traveling or even just like even just coming up here this week, we had mm-hmm. that conversation. Yes. What would make this a successful week for us? But it really does help because sometimes you have assumptions about what you want to do and you assume the other person is going to want to do the same thing so yeah it was great and I I I think my sister and I had a great vacation I laughed so hard on this vacation honestly I'm still laughing when I remember some of the things that happened and of course it's always that's one of the things I love about travel it's always the things that aren't planned yes and sometimes the things that really go a little bit off the plan you know that that you look back and you laugh so hard so my my sister and I were we rented a car Mm -hmm. so it was on the other side of the road you know in England they drive on the wrong side of the road (laughs) you know that do they do that in Australia as well they drive on the wrong side in England Australia we drive on the right side of the road (laughs) yes (laughs) so we were all good for the first day until near the end of the day when I actually smashed the mirror on the car because the road was so narrow yeah, and I was mis- I'm on the other side of the road I'm not used to it and anyway I nicked the mirror on the rental car and um, you know that's stressful but it also was hilariously funny we just we could not stop laughing I had to pull over because it was almost like we were so close to that happening all day and it was inevitable that it was yeah. going to happen yeah so I think it's just one of the funny things yeah. that happened that in the roundabouts in England oh yeah which are just like hilariously funny yeah because people in Canada don't know how to drive around roundabouts it's so but true. anyway I digress <laughs> Um, but you know what, Sandy, I just want to pick on something that you said. You said it's often the things that aren't planned or the things that just kind of happen where sometimes you get the most enjoyment. And it's funny, we were just talking about expectations. We have these big expectations when we go. We're going to go to this this um, 
this castle or this town or whatever and we have these expectations of what it's like and we get there and oh yeah it's great but it's those things that we're not expecting that sometimes give us the biggest enjoyment we were actually met our mother-in-law and on her bucket list was to go to Wimbledon and Ashley and I've been to Wimbledon a couple of times so whilst we were there I kind of stopped and turned to her and I said is this all you had hoped it to be like you know what did you think going to Wimbledon would be like is this what you expected and she just didn't have an answer she was just like I just can't believe I'm here I just can't believe I'm here I just can't believe I'm here you know she I think she'd built it up so much in her that's amazing yeah in her life and uh if anyone's been to Wimbledon you can get like you're literally you know so so close to the players and she was just absolutely loving it she did the lineup for six hours and she did the whole damn lot at 75 years old so i know it's going to be something she takes with her for the rest of her years um but uh yeah it was just one of those things that i felt like oh, i have to ask her and i think she was just so overwhelmed that she just couldn't even yeah. conjure up a response you know she couldn't even conjure up a response so but i think having ashley there and they used to literally stay up in australia as a kid and he used to watch Wimbledon with his mum so that was a very special oh, that's thing wonderful. for them so um but so so why do you love travel so much Sandy oh it's a good question I think I have a bit of a love-hate thing with travel actually mm-hmm. I most of the travel that I've done has been around an event so this was really planned around a wedding actually the Cuba trip was one of the few things that I've planned in my life that was just pure vacation like it wasn't around working or tagging it on to something else that I had to do I think what I love about traveling the most is that you're in a different place and it allows you to experience life differently if that makes sense so when we were in the Netherlands we on our final night we went to a jazz a street jazz festival and so we, you know, we had some wine, we had some food, and it was just this beautiful summer evening. And my sister and her friend that lives in The Hague where we, that we were visiting, we ended up like just dancing and out on the street with, the, there was a band and there was a bunch of people dancing. And I remember thinking, I probably wouldn't feel this comfortable if I was at home Mm -hmm. at a street festival just dancing like this but it's kind of like you're away from the reality of your life and you can just let loose yeah yeah I love that so I can be not someone different but just have open yourself up to different experiences yeah I guess exactly yeah so yeah that's cool. how about you yeah, I think I I like, I just like seeing new things, you know. I get bored with same old, same old, right? So yeah. even in my work, I get bored. So so I like experiencing new things all the time. To experience, yeah, I guess different cultures to some extent, just different way of life. Mm-hmm. But also like to do similar things to what I do. So a lot of our holidays revolve around the hiking or the wineries or the city breaks where we're just exploring or the driving tours, something like that. Right. And it's just a break. So with Ash doing his master's this 18 months, well, we're making a conscious effort to actually go away in his breaks because I think it does, it, it helps you escape. We could have, we spoke about having a staycation for our next holiday, but he actually came back from England and he said, yeah, there's something about going away that just makes you feel like 
you're really going away, you know, you haven't got the washing and the clean, like all the yes, day-to-day stuff just looking at you, even if you're on a staycation. Um, so it is a bit of that kind of escaping and, and getting away. That's um, great. And it's also a reminder for me, Sandy, that things don't always happen the mm-hmm. way we're used to. Right. And, and there's different expectations. So what we're going to talk about is, is some things that we like about travel some things that we don't like about travel. Oh, yeah, and we'll, and we'll discuss some travel tips at the end. So we've talked about, yeah, escaping and getting away from it. I love getting that constant reminder. Like as soon as we landed in England, okay, I'm going to obviously reflect a lot on my last trip because sure, I just come back. But as soon as we landed in England and as soon as we had all the lineups I'm like oh yeah that's right this is how they like to do things in England (laughs) (laughs) years ago I would have been pissed off and upset I was able just to stand in line and go wow okay this is how it is really yeah you know this is how it is generally that's great (laughs) really good that's great yeah I love how travel gives you a different perspective like like what you're just saying about you know, looking at a lineup instead of it being really a pain, looking at it as an opportunity to just see things differently. And I do think that's one of the great things about traveling. One of the things that I love about travel as well is that it really exposes me to new ideas and new cultures and new ways of seeing things. So just, you know, I was joking about the roundabouts and driving on the other side of the road, but I'm sure there's something in your brain that really responds to being in that situation. You're like, you're so alive, like you're so alert. It's like half the time you're driving here on autopilot. Like you don't even know, you don't even realize that you're driving when I was driving in England, I was in Ireland, I was like so aware and so focused on, on everything. Like there was like nothing escaping me. It was actually kind of exhausting, but it was a lot of fun. And one of the things that I also enjoy when I'm traveling is just that exploring mindset that you get into. So when my sister and I were driving home, like, so we drove up from Belfast if any of our listeners have been to Belfast we drove from Belfast to all the way up to the um, north end of Northern Ireland which is something called the Giant's Causeway and it's one of the UNESCO heritage sites it's it's amazing to see and then on the way back we kind of got lost but we knew we were heading south and Ireland's not that big so we were just like exploring and you just, you have that time and that luxury of just stopping. And I had read this book years ago by a Canadian author, Will Ferguson, and he wrote a book, I think it was called Walk Around Belfast. And in the book, he talked about this walk he did around Northern Ireland. And he talked about this lake called the Vanishing Lake. And it's a lake that actually disappears. So in the you could go by in one part of the day and there would be a full-on lake and you could go five hours later and it's gone oh wow like it's crazy it's Mm. just it's completely drained and so I didn't have any agenda to go see it in fact I completely forgot about it and my sister and I got lost and we were kind of cutting through trying to find our way back to the coast and we passed this sign and it said the mythical vanishing lake Uh 
And we were like, what? Like, we have to go back. So we turned around and we went back and there was no one there and the sun was setting and the lake had been drained and it was just starting to fill again. So you could see parts of it were empty and you could see the water coming back in. It's crazy. Yeah. And I think that's part of the joy of traveling is you just have these unexpected moments and you see these things that are just so outside of your normal life. Yeah, and I think it it opens your mind up to more acceptance and adaptability. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that used to upset me when we were living in England actually is when people used to come over and they'd complain, well, it's not like this in Australia. Well, it's not like this in Australia. And I would always say, well, you're not in Australia. <laughs> you know, yeah. and the reason to travel is to experience things differently, right? So... So I was very mindful of that going back, you know, going back to where I used to live. And I was just smart. I was just constantly smiling and how things are different to living in Canada. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You don't have to tip, but you literally have to go up and get your own drinks at the pub. You know, just different things like that, that um, just kind of made me smile. And I honestly think travel does help broaden that perspective and help you understand that, um, your way isn't the only way. The only way, way. yeah. I agree and it completely. opens your mind for, and then look at look at workplaces now. They're so diverse. Yes. Right? So you're working with people, um, whether they're in the same virtual space as you, or you're working with them overseas on the other end of the phone. Like, yeah. it's good to understand that your way isn't the only way, or the or the way you've learned, or the way you do it in this country isn't the only way. And um, yeah, I think that's travel is just a great reminder. And I've got a bit of that in Havana in Cuba. I bet. You know, yeah. I, someone actually wrote on LinkedIn the other day, why do people put an out of office post on saying my access to email is limited? Where in 2017 they went on to say, tell me where access to email is limited and I wrote Cuba? Exactly. <laughs> because there is no Wi-Fi in Cuba. Expats are allowed to have Wi-Fi and we actually stayed in the Airbnb so they were an expat. But they didn't have it because it was too expensive. Yes. So literally it was very unaccessible. And so I thought, again, here we go. Here's someone from North America stating that there's Wi-Fi all over the world. Actually, no. There we are... don't have Wi-Fi here. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was just thinking that. I mean, we have our cell phones and we yes. can use our, we can get online, but we don't have Wi-Fi. Yeah. But if this was a foreign country, we wouldn't be able to access our plan because we're, we're Canadian. We can. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Exactly. It's, there's so many assumptions, right? And travel mm-hmm. really helps that. Change and adapt who you are, I think, for yes, sure. Yes, absolutely. Um, and it gives you an insight into how you experience life at home mm-hmm. as well. You know, I think one thing... I mean, I often say I'm not the most patient person in the world. Um, but I think travel has helped me, you know, ease up on that a little bit. Yes. Yeah, of course, when I'm home, I like to have my life. I like to have my food. I like to do my exercise. I like to do things. Um, and, and I try and maintain it when I travel too. But, but I also kind of think, okay, you know, what's, what's the bigger picture here? Yes. What's the bigger picture here? You're connecting with friends, you know. Does it you really, have to let go a yeah, little bit. Does it really matter if you don't get up and go for a run or have that extra glass of wine or just go with the flow, you know, whatever it is. Um, so, yeah, I think it does uh, 
help you understand, okay, how you're experiencing life on holiday, but then also bring those experiences back home and go, okay, what's really important to me? Mm -hmm. It's interesting because I think that sometimes when you travel, you get to experiment with different sides of your personality. So you and I are very similar. We both like our routines. We like structure in our life. And when I travel, I I somehow am able to enter into less routine and enjoy it and be happy with it. And I've traveled with friends who are actually more go with the flow here. And I notice that when we travel, they become a little more structured and a little, and they enter into that side of their personality. Mm. So it's kind of um, something unique, I think, that happens when we travel. Like it forces us out of who we usually are in our default into being a little bit broader in our personality. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think leads us to some things we don't like Mm. about travel. And I, I love it, but I think after a good couple of weeks, I need to come home and get back into my routine. (laughs) I do. (laughs) I really do. Because I kind of like, I'm like all or nothing. Oh yeah, let it go. You know, for a good couple of days, I'm like, okay, just eat the salad. Don't have the chips. (laughs) And then after I'm like, ah, let's just have it all. Yes. And then by the time of two weeks or whatever it is, I'm like, okay. I need to get I need to get back into my routine now. Sleep in my own bed. Yes. With my own pillow. We're so much alike. <laughs> I'm the same. Like I love travel as well. And yet I find like the last few days I'm starting to really look forward to getting home and getting back into sort of the normal routines of life and uh that that's also something I I'm yeah, I disagree with you on that. Yeah. So the immigration line, I think we spoke about just having to do things differently. And you also spoke about traveling on the wrong side of the road. Yes. Jet lag is one that I don't have as much challenge with. I think you have a big challenge with jet lag. I really do. So this trip wasn't too bad for me, surprisingly. Like, I think after about four days I was back. I've heard the norm is a day for every hour of time difference. So four to five days. So, but I find, you know, I've I've been to Cambodia three times in the last two years, and I find that 12-hour time difference, it just shifts your entire body clock. Yeah. And I, it takes me about 10 days to get back to my normal sleep patterns after that. And I just, I feel awful for a week yeah like just really because I'm not sleeping I'm wide awake all night and then I'm dragging myself through the day and I end up crashing in the day and then I don't sleep at night it's hard to break the pattern yeah yeah Yeah, jet lag's not a bad thing for me and I've I've been told you have to try and get into the time pattern like not be exposed to the sun or something on the day that you're traveling or whatever it is I've tried it all yeah yeah (laughs) tried it all been there done that People say if you're traveling east to west, it's different. You know, when you travel this direction, it's better. And when you travel that, I don't agree. I always find it easier when I'm going somewhere because I think the adrenaline and the excitement of the trip pushes me through the jet lag. And when I come home, I think there's not just the physical jet lag. I think there's sort of the emotional letdown after a trip. And I, yeah, I hate that. So that's me. That is me coming back. So I love it. I often don't get excited until I'm going. So if it's a road trip till I'm like in the car and stuff, because it's quite stressful getting mm-hmm. there. But 
coming back. I hate coming back. Like, although I love my bed, I hate coming back. I hate unpacking. Right. I'll often put off unpacking for as long as I can. And I literally hate that first day back at work, you know, whether it just be in my home office. Um, I hate it. So you know what gets me through? Planning the next holiday. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know you're already planning. I, said, I, said, I just talked to you and you said you're already planning your next holiday. Yeah, I feel like that has to, that kind of gets me going, okay, you know, whether it's three, two months, whatever, four months, whatever it is down the road, I just feel like, ooh back to it so it's like that love-hate relationship that you're talking about yeah. like I love getting back into my routine of life but then I miss being and I actually miss really miss hanging out with Ashley too right you know we love spending time and then it's like oh okay you go work see ya and I'm gonna go to work see ya you know so yeah that's true so I've been on three vacations this year and I feel done for the year like right. I don't really you know it's I know it's only the end of July that we're as we're recording this but I don't feel any desire to plan another vacation right now I mean I'm probably going somewhere in January but yeah that's soon enough for me yeah yeah something that I um also so we've we've mentioned jet lag and we've mentioned lineup security is I noticed this time that I really got fatigued with feeling like a tourist like I really don't like that like the best parts of the vacation for me are the parts where I'm kind of immersed in life in that country or yeah. city that's more normal. Yeah. So when we were in Dublin, we were staying at an Airbnb and we were definitely tourists, you know, we we're doing the, you know, the pub street, the, um, the Guinness tour and the book of Kells. And we did all of the touristy things when we were in Belfast, we were staying with my cousin and spending time with family and just really being part of the the culture and, and experiencing yeah. life in, in the way of the actual day-to-day -day life of people who live there. And although we did touristy things, it, I never felt like a tourist there. Mm. I felt more like somebody who was just kind of going around and was part of the like just more part of the culture I guess yeah that makes sense yeah 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 but I get really tired of like doing the oh today we're going to this tour and tomorrow yeah. we're doing this tour like when we were in Amsterdam I was really like I felt like a tourist yeah. like I feel like I just should have just big sticker on my forehead that said yeah. tourist you yeah. know yeah yeah there was a moment when we were in Amsterdam where we stopped and asked for directions and we were trying to get somewhere and the, we asked this guy and we were like, I can't remember where we were trying to go. And he was like, you know what, don't go there. He said, see that door over there, go through that. And so we went through it and it was like this um, garden that was for people to go and escape all the hustle and bustle of the city. And it was just this most beautiful, tranquil, peaceful place. And it was great because it, there was hardly anybody in it. And it just didn't feel touristy. And it was like a little secret that he yeah. had shared with us. Yeah. And for me, it's those moments where you're not like in this big lineup to see the red light district or yeah. the diamond factory or whatever it is yeah. in Amsterdam. 
and instead you're kind of experiencing something that's just like maybe just the local people know yeah, about. Yeah, which leads us now to, I think, some advice about travel sending. Yes. And that would be the first one. I would say don't be afraid to ask the locals. Like whenever I go into a restaurant, even actually here, I always ask them, what's the po- most popular thing on your menu? Mm-hmm. You know, I might not choose it. But I'm curious to know. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, so I did that a number of times. We were sitting at a pub just having a drink actually in a beer garden and we were we were booked to eat in the restaurant later and we got talking. There was no room, so we shared our table with another couple. They're like, are you eating here? And we're like, oh, yeah. And they said, oh, yeah, it's just food. I said, oh, so what do you normally eat? You know, like, <laughs> don't be afraid to ask the locals, you know, where, yeah. where to go or what to see. Um, I, I think that's important. Sometimes harder to do in bigger cities when everyone's kind of rushing. But if you if you go into a coffee shop or go somewhere like that, don't be afraid to ask for help or advice or suggestions. Yeah, we did that one night. We walked up to a little pub at the end of my aunt's street and uh, we were having gin and then we were talking to the the bartender. And so he gave us a little kind of introductory to Irish gin and he gave us like little tastes of four or five different local gins and and then he knew we we told him where we were going the next day and he actually grew up in that area so he told us a few places to check out that we would not have known about so I agree it was it's great to don't ask you know one of our tips is to don't be afraid to ask the local people about some of their insider information yeah yeah Yeah, for sure I I think another tip is don't over plan Mm -hmm. like don't over plan and schedule because again expectations you just never know how long the roads are going to take if you get stuck I said to my girlfriend and she lives in the country in England I said how long does it take you to work she said uh 20 minutes a straight run 35 to 40 minutes if I'm behind a tractor Right. Because as you know, they are very, very small. Yes. If you get behind the tractor, you can't overtake. Yeah. So you are sitting there behind the tractor for 20 minutes. So, yes. um, so yeah, I think allowing time to, you know, ease into the day and not be running around, I think helps. And with that, booking some restaurants that you really want to go to. Like I booked and actually kept saying, why are you booking? Why are you booking? And again, I said, I don't know how busy they're going to be. Mm-hmm. And because we did have an el- you know elderly couple with us, I didn't want to be lining up for to get into restaurants. Right. You know? And I said, well, it doesn't cost me anything to book a table. And I will always, always cancel. If, if uh, you can't make if it. If I can't right. make it. And they really appreciate that. And so I did. I booked, we were going to Wimbledon one day, and I booked a birthday dinner for his mum that night, and we actually changed our Wimbledon day. So I gave them over 24 hours notice and said, sorry, we need to, oh, thank you very, and they're always very appreciative, thank you. And then I said, you know, it's, it's, I'd rather book somewhere and have to cancel it later than. I think that's good. So a bit of planning, but a bit of balance. Yeah, just being willing to go with the flow a yeah. little bit and not get too uptight. And yeah, I think one of my other travel tips is to like bring some food with you but I always bring a water bottle mm, it's something that I I've learned and I, you know you have to take it empty through customs yeah. and or through security you can't have take water through there with you but I always bring a water bottle with me because I find it's something that um, when you're traveling it's very easy to get dehydrated it's just yeah. a little practical thing and always having some water with you and um, 
you can always get it filled up in a restaurant or wherever. And yeah, and uh, yeah, that was very good when I did that. My mother-in-law was surprised. I always had my water bottle, and we'd have rest. We did. I wouldn't put it on the table at a no, restaurant. No. But as we were leaving, I just got to the bar and say, "Any chance you can fill this up with water?" Oh yeah, no worries. You know, it's it's. I mean, people often don't deny you water. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not sure that they're like. I'm not sure if people can deny mm. you water. So I've never had a hard time with that. But I always. Um, appreciate having a, a bottle of water with me so that's just one of my my things that I do um I think one of my other tab travel tips is take less than you think you need and that's been a hard one I was for just, me I was oh just gonna gosh. say I forced myself on this trip to only take a carry-on bag oh wow I know you did two well. weeks yeah I mean you I had a backpack and a well. carry-on and um, it was the lightest I've ever traveled, and I actually still had things I didn't use. Yeah. So it was a really good lesson for me. I feel like I'm really growing and traveling light, but that was the lightest. I mean, the downside is you can't buy a lot to bring back. Yeah. But and maybe it's a downside actually. If we're going to reframe that, it might actually be an upside. Oh, I've I've posted clothes back from. <laughs> England before you can post things if you really want yeah my mum is a champion whenever she travels anywhere they're normally four to six weeks and she only has a carry on that's great and so she'll buy things that you don't have to iron like she's a yeah I'm like wow okay yeah I can't do that and I thought I was traveling light this time and like you there was still some clothes I didn't wear yeah so I didn't need to take them yeah so I think take less. You can always buy something if you yeah. really need it, but you probably won't. Mm. So I think that's one of my travel tips. And another one for me, and you know that part of our Reframe Your Life model is reflection, is to take a notebook or a journal and write down some of the funny things or some of the interesting things or some those little memories or, you know, put them in your phone or whatever that you you want to hold on to because when you're traveling there's always something that comes up and and you think oh, I want to remember that and just make a note of it and write yeah. it down because I don't know there's just those things that happen yeah yeah I think a big my biggest travel tip would be be open to learning and accepting that things uh, may not be what you're used to or appear as as they should yes um and, and instead of having that as a negative experience, try and reframe it as a positive. I think that there's a lot of barriers to travel. And so travel is really a privilege. And yes. it is definitely something that, you know, it's expensive. It takes time and money. And not everybody can actually, and, you know, physical ability. There's lots of reasons why people can't travel. I do think that you can get the same experience from travel within even your own city, you know, just by going to art galleries, by going to different restaurants, by exploring, inviting your next door neighbor who's from another culture over for a meal or learning about their culture are ways that you can experience the world without actually even boarding a plane or getting on a train or anything like that. So I think some of the things that we've talked about are available to everybody. Sometimes you just have to get more creative to experience them. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it is a privilege. You're right. 
but we are such a multicultural nation now mm-hmm. that we we can still get that experience of adaptability and learning different perspectives by just talking to different people yeah mm-hmm. love that mm-hmm. love that so with that i think we will wrap up thank you very much sandy it's so great to be here we're going to launch into a week of writing and uh, we'll have more news and information so be sure to sign up to our weekly email and that's all it is it's a weekly email telling you about the uh, latest episode that we've done and giving you some links to um, some worksheets or other things that we've discussed in the podcast so if you're interested in learning a little bit more about what we're up to while we're here then sign up for our weekly email at reframeyourlife.ca and we will stay connected that way Hi Life Reframers, did you enjoy our episode today? If so, please leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. Also check us out on all our social media avenues via reframeyourlife.ca.